Welcome to episode six of the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Piper. As you know, I do love photography. Uh, I've talked a lot about my um, digital time or time with digital cameras and the pros and cons of those. And of course, I have a ton of photos from my digital digital era that I will always keep because the, the photos themselves mean a lot to me. Uh, most of them being of my family and my various pets. And so I uh, will always cherish those. Um, anyways, I didn't want to <laughs> start episode six talking about uh, digital. Not that there's anything bad with it, but um, that's not what the aim was. Um, this week I'd like to talk about um, a type of film that I, that I bought and uh, some of the results that I uh, uh, got from it. Now, last week I talked about some expired film uh, that I found in a, a camera in a thrift store, and I said that it was Kodakolor VR100. Um, um, I was in- intrigued by that film because I'd never heard of it before. It was uh, discontinued in the 80s. And so I went on eBay to see if I could find some more. And indeed, I found Kodakolor everywhere. There was Kodakolor VR, Kodakolor 2, Kodakolor X, um, all with different expiration dates. And so I thought, hey, I'll try some really expired film. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, saved or favorited um, some, uh, some of the listings and then I found one that had about eight rolls of Kodakolor X and two, with various expiration dates uh, ranging from the late 60s to the early to mid 80s, um, and none in the 70s. So only in the six, late 60s, and then 81, and I believe 84. And uh, a nice addition, um, a, a free roll of Kodachrome two so i'm looking forward to shooting that we'll see what what happens i know there's no developer for that anymore so i'll have to find an alternate way to develop the film but anyways i decided you know it wasn't that much um so i bought the film and almost immediately i realized that i may have made a mistake so i looked up the listing again and it said 828 film and I thought oh man did I just look at the package itself and think it was 35 millimeter without checking to make sure it was actually 35 millimeter film so I looked up 828 film and sure enough I did make a mistake um 828 film is a kind of film or a, a type of film that Kodak um, manufactured uh, back in the day and they discontinued it uh, many decades ago. It was meant to be uh, a cheap and easy film for novices to, to get into and it took a special camera called an 828 camera <laughs> uh, that basically has no manual control. I mean, there are some some higher-end uh, examples of those cameras, but they're not as common. Most of them have 
very little manual, manual control. And the number of exposures on the roll is typically about eight exposures. So you're looking at not very many photos. Uh, another thing about that film is that it is indeed the same size as 35 millimeter as far as the width of the roll. Um, the length obviously is not nearly as long, being only eight exposures, but the width is the same size as 35 millimeter. So you can load it up into your uh, Patterson tank just as you would a 35 millimeter roll. But there are no sprockets or sprocket holes. Um, it's a paperback uh, uh, film, kind of like 120, which I've never shot. So I had to look up how to, how to shoot paperback film because that was a new experience for me and how to develop it. Well, I desperately wanted to, to shoot this film. I guess I overused that word desperate or misused it. I really wanted to shoot the film. I wanted to see what really expired film uh, would do based on the results that I got from uh, that found film in that cheap camera uh, that I uh, saw the other day, other day. So I decided, well, I'll do some research on 828 cameras, or I'll see if I can jerry-rig it in my 35 millimeter some, uh, camera somehow, and I decided that wasn't going to be doable. So I found a cheap 828 film camera, uh, a Kodak Bantam 3, bought it for $15 on eBay, and it works, um, but it's a very different camera than any camera that I have. Uh, it's not a rangefinder, it's definitely not an SLR, it's more of a, maybe a zone focus, where you kind of pick how far away your subject is and then just turn the lens on some preset, um, not preset, but uh, little indications on the on the lens barrel of how how distant uh, you want your focus to be. Well, uh, it, again, back to this film, being that it's the same width as 35 millimeter, but without sprocket holes, that means that more of the film strip can have image on it. Uh, so in reality, the, the image size that you get from 828 film is about 30% larger than 35 millimeter uh, images. So that's, that's pretty nice <laughs> um, if you had fresh film. But we're dealing with very, very expired film. So anyways, I got, <laughs> incidentally, both the camera and the film bought from different sellers, but both arrived the same day. So right away, I loaded the camera with a roll of the um, Kodacolor uh, X film that expired in 1969. And I went out in our field and took some pictures of just trees and leaves and things like that, just to, just to run through it and see what I could get. Again, not, <laughs> not really knowing what would happen because it's a brand new camera, different style of camera altogether, a uh, film that's vastly different than anything I've ever sh shot except for the width of the roll. You know, again, paperback film, uh, 828 film, very expired film, and tightly curled film, I might add. Well, I shot through all eight exposures, uh, learned a lot through that experience, 
came back and developed the uh, the roll in my regular C41 kit at regular C41 temperatures, 102 degrees. And I think I did that with a roll of, I want to say Fujifilm Superior 400, but, you know, regular 35 millimeter uh, film. And uh, did the whole development process, pulled it out, and I started pulling out the roll of the Coda Color X, the expired film, and the emulsion started coming off uh, almost like a, a paste or a gel that just wiped away. And I thought, ooh, oh no, <laughs> what happened? So I very, very gingerly pulled the uh, the roll off of the off of the the reel and saw that the entire roll the 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 entire emulsion on that roll was nothing but a jelly-like blob that just adhered to the to the uh to the film however it did stick to the film it wasn't sliding off or anything so i thought well i'll just hang it up and see what happens very sure that it would not dry properly. It would look horrible, terrible. I, I, I didn't have any high hopes for it. Um, so I hung it up alongside with my, uh, again, I believe it was my 400 speed film. And uh, in the meantime, looked up 828 uh, Color X film. And what I saw is that you're supposed to develop it in C22 chemicals, not C41. The 22 and the 41 indicate uh, degrees Celsius, I believe. So 41 degrees is about 102 degrees. And C22 or 22 Celsius, I believe, is around 68. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I think. So the the developer was way too hot for this, this film. And that's why it just puffed up and expanded... Uh, almost like those old toys, uh, little uh, coin machine toys from the from the 80s where you put it in water and they expand. Uh, kind of like that. Well, I went to work, came back, checked the, the film, and it was dry. Dry to the touch and not sticky at all. But I looked at the, the film and I could see what I thought was grain with my own eyes looking at the film without any magnification, just looking at it with my, my own naked eyes. It looked like I could see the grain. I thought, oh my, <laughs> this is going to be super, super grainy, grainy film. But, you know, I was kind of looking forward to it. I've, I, I'm I'm getting some uh, inspiration from Sherry Christensen from the Embrace the Grain podcast, uh, as well as others. Um, just accepting mistakes and accepting the, what the film gives you. Uh, so I was actually kind of looking forward to it, but I was kind of nervous to see what was what was going to happen. Well, I took my scanner out the next day and I scanned that roll, and the images that I got were something way different than I would have ever expected. You know those pictures of a muddy, flat 
area somewhere in the desert where the, the mud has dried and cracked, that's what this looked like, exactly what it looked like. So again, I was still thinking that must be the grain crystals or something. Well, I looked it up and those, uh, what that's called is film reticulation. And it happens when they're, especially with older film stocks, particularly C22 stocks, um, when you develop it either too hot and then put it through your stabilizer, which is at room temperature, or you know, basically vast temperature differences between the different stages of development, it causes that emulsion to shrink away from itself, thus creating these little cracks in the emulsion. So it's not the grain, it's the emulsion itself. And what's funny about it is I could still see faint whispers of the image that I took, uh, the images. I took some pictures of, you know, treeless, uh, leafless trees, dormant trees, mountains in the distance, this leaf that I keep taking pictures of with various film stocks. And uh, I can see the faint, fuzzy images of those uh, things that, that I took pictures of behind the film reticulation or the cracked uh, f- film um, emulsion. So the effect was kind of kind of crazy, kind of neat. Um, well, I scanned it at 4,800 DPI, so really high resolution. And when I enlarged the photos, looking at the, the film reticulation, it actually looks pretty interesting. The, the effect itself, not and it, again, it's not a digital... Um, manipulation of it. It is the actual film, just straight scanned, and the effect is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I've posted some of the uh, images on Instagram and Facebook, and a few people have said it looks like modern art. And one person said that it should hang on a wall. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> maybe maybe mistakes are where it's at. Um, well, I recently uh, loaded the that Bantam camera with the uh, one of the 1980s rolls and that's not Kodacolor X it's Kodacolor 2 which is to be developed in C41 not C22 so I I didn't have that issue I developed it in regular C41 same temperature as I always do and the images that came back did not have that film reticulation it was relatively grainy but not as grainy as I would have thought uh, again, not knowing the actual speed of the of the film, it it uh, it came back pretty clear. Um, the f- the thing that I have a problem with is the focus of the camera. I think the focus is off because I actually set my that Bantam camera on a tripod, took a measuring tape, and measured from the front of the lens to the thing I wanted to take a picture of, which was a a plant in our house. And it was exactly two and a half feet. I made sure it was exactly two and a half feet because that's one of the settings or uh, indications on on the lens barrel. And I clicked the photo and it actually made the things outside of our window, our kitchen window, much more in focus rather than the plants that I was meticulously focusing on. So I think there might be something wrong with the the focus. I don't know. But anyways, I was just happy to get some images off of them. No film film reticulation. 
not really all that grainy, a very old, old school look to it, and kind of interesting <laughs> film, paperback film. So uh, it's kind of given me a, I don't know, a schooling about maybe possibly getting into 120 someday. I'll stick with 35 millimeter for the meantime. It's uh, pretty cheap. They're the cameras I have, um, but maybe someday, you know. But I thought I'd just talk a little bit about uh, about that um, experience. Again, extremely expired film from the 60s and the 80s, and part of, or, well, most of them being from the 60s and being this Coda Color X, and one role being from the early 60s, if not the 50s, of Kodachrome, Kodachrome 2. So, <laughs> good times to come. But uh, I, I wholeheartedly endorse, uh, you know, like we talked about last week, buying new stock of film, especially from Kodak, they're really doing good, uh, keeping them uh, in business. That's a, that's a mission of mine, helping to keep them in business. But also, dipping my toes into some of this expired stuff um, because you can get some pretty interesting interesting results uh, by shooting things that have well long long gone past their their expiry date so to speak or expiration date Um, it's it's quite fascinating so anyways I'm rambling now as I tend to do Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful time shooting film photography. Thanks a lot.